Hello, everybody. Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today, I'm here with my new friend, Stefan Ventner, who is with uh, Newton BPO Services out of South Africa, here to talk to us a little bit about outsourcing and talk to me a little bit about South Africa as well as a premier destination for outsourcing. Um, but for anyone who's not been as lucky as me to get to chat with you quite a bit over the past couple of months, Stefan, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? Thanks, Adam. Yeah, and it's great to be here, and thanks for having me. Um, my uh, time in the receivables game started roughly 17 years ago um, at uh, what was at that stage uh, the third largest debt collections agency in uh, South Africa. Uh, I joined them uh, from one of the large banks where I ran the credit card portfolio for them, and uh, I use the specific DCA as a servicer on my portfolio. Um, the new CEO at the time was, uh, was somebody that I knew, and he said he needed somebody to do some sales for him. So uh, I became the business development director at that firm. Um, we, a few years later, we merged with the uh, number one player in the market, uh, and that was the start of... Uh, being involved in, in an organization that was not only the top servicer or debt collections agency in South Africa, but also the top debt buyer. Um, and uh, I've been part of that growth journey uh, forever, uh, looking after uh, sales and business development in, in one form or the other, um, focused for many years exclusively on, on buying debt portfolios in, in, in South Africa. Um, our journey included uh, the acquisition uh, of uh, an Australian business and more recently a customer service business. And the Newton that you see today is a $250 million turnover per annum year, uh, per year organization. Yeah. And uh, we're very proud of what we built. Wow. It sounds like you guys, it sounds like you've coming with a, a pretty incredible background, understanding the creditor side and then the debt buyer side and being able to come in and work on those BPO services, which I think is going to give you a little bit of a unique uh, background or perspective as you're coming into the space and continuing to penetrate in the U.S. market. But for anyone who has not seen the Newton five-minute pitch or has not had an opportunity to see your organization yet, can you tell everyone a little bit about Newton and what it is that you do there? Yeah, so Newton is a um, full-service BPO. Uh, we currently have 8,000 people servicing uh, primarily English-speaking markets. Um, we uh, have operations in Australia and South Africa, and we service the UK as well as the US uh, from our South African platform. Uh, we do this in the customer care phase, but we also uh, do first-party and third-party uh, recovery work, and uh, we 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 do this for for some of the largest brands. So on the recovery BPO side, right? Recovery and, and BPO work is is obviously something that I think our our industry is familiar with, right? Outsourcing internationally, and I think it's become very much a global economy in the last, let's call it 10 to 15 years, especially in the receivables management space. And now where your organization has some has some banking and uh, in debt buying experience, kind of understanding the client side of things, how do you find that giving you an advantage as you're uh, doing more in the space on that side? Yeah, I think what's important is I think for people to understand is, is that 
uh, as a South African business, we don't have any intentions in deploying capital into the US. I think that's an important point to make. Uh, so sure. I think debt buyers shouldn't see us as a competitor coming into the market. What is important, though, is, is that because we've acquired in excess of a thousand portfolios over over 20 years, personally, I've been involved in 600 of those. Uh, we've built up quite an extensive knowledge of how to how to value books uh, once we've placed them into the operational environment, how to optimize yield at the lowest cost. That will enable you, the next time you go by, you can pay more for the next book. And uh, then, of course, what's very important is how do you maintain and retain uh, value on your balance sheet? We've got not only mm -hmm. fantastic agents that can help you have a deep understanding to help you optimize your yield, but also have analysts, actuaries, statisticians, mathematicians that can be deployed onto your portfolio and help you do that. But I think especially what makes South Africa especially pertinent is that we can help you dive deeper into your portfolios and work those accounts that normally would not be able to work because it wouldn't be profitable. And I think that's where the Newton sophistication, debt purchase and debt portfolio understanding, well as the South African cost factor comes in as a unique value proposition. Well, it sounds like a very, uh, it sounds like a, a lot of information. It seems like a, a great approach to kind of leveraging the debt buying portion here, right? And so as we look at uh, how organizations are leveraging BPO services in the receivables management space, I know a lot of organizations focus on, oh, I'm going to outsource because I'm going to save money, right? Like cost always seems to be that first um, indicator or that first catalyst that starts moving into that marketplace. But what I've learned through my conversations with you is that's not the only value attribute that you're providing as a BPO service. So can you talk to me a little bit about some of the reasons an organization would want to consider using uh, BPO outsourcing on a global scale uh, outside of just price? Like, I feel like that's the low hanging obvious fruit, but what are some of the other reasons somebody might want yeah, to Yeah, I, I think, I think firstly, um, what, what we are seeing and we've, we've, we've realized that in recent times, especially in the U S as regulation and governance has put additional costs onto onto organizations, uh, you know, debt recovery uh, platforms, uh, people are required to increasingly invest in technology as the the way to communicate with the world is changing. Uh, we're seeing how AI and machine learning is starting to impact the way you do data analytics, and we use a lot of that to to make out the agents do better, to, to help them do better, do what they do, do better. Um, mm. But so I think what, what, what Newton brings into, so Newton and South Africa, therefore brings a very good English accent. We bring fantastic technology that is, uh, competes very well with the developed environment. We, we add a fantastic, uh, empathetic person into that conversation or into the text message or into the email conversation while having a deep understanding of the governance framework. And we are not, uh, you know, we are extremely aware of the complexity of the U.S., uh, you know, governance FDCPA frameworks. And, and that, you know, we, we always say to people, 
America is not America. It's, uh, you know, it's not one country. It's, and I think we always say it's 50 plus states, but 57 uh, regulatory governance regions. So I think our appreciation and understanding of that, as well as the underlying asset class, um, you know, I think brings unique value into the conversation. Absolutely. Um, and being able to tie together and look at these different regulatory environments across the United States is definitely complex for those in the U.S. Uh, having such a deep understanding of that from outside the U.S., I think, is a, a major value driver. Now, as we look at different locations that people may consider across the globe in outsourcing, you know, what are some of the reasons that people are choosing South Africa over other locations that maybe they've used in the past? Yeah, I think... So, so South Africa, firstly, um, has uh, what we call the South African way. In a way, you know, there's a there's a real uh, enthusiastic uh, care and empathetic engagement style that they have. Um, the American consumer uh, l- likes talking to South Africans. I mean, we always joke, you know, and usually you want to get talk time up. In our case, we've got to get talk time down. Um, we, uh, we also have enthusiastic, um, young people that enter our industry. Um, you know, so we have this dichotomy where we have first world infrastructure with fantastic technology, but we also have high unemployment. So you've got young people that come out of a strong education system and able to enter our, our, our business at a cost point that is extremely attractive. So yes, cost does come in. And we, okay. we compare well, I think, from a cost perspective with Latin America and, and, uh, and, and the price points that they have there. I think India mm-hmm. always uh, a very strong competitive point, but they have uh, over the years, uh, you know, maybe started to show that their uh, back office skills are stronger than necessarily their voice skills. Um, and, uh, you know, so we find that, that, our attrition rates and, and uh, on top of that is significantly lower than you would necessarily see in, see in other geographies. Um, but, you know, other markets yeah. strong, but South Africa, we are very proud of what we can offer to everybody. Well, so one of the things that you just mentioned in there um, was the first world infrastructure. And that's always my, like one of my first questions when I start talking with an organization with a BPO service in a different country. And so it's kind of understanding what is that internet connection and like, what are the technology challenges is working together? I've built a lot of VPN bridges to uh, the Eurasia area and kind of working through the, the limitations there. Um, but, and that was one of the first questions I asked you when we first met as well. And I loved your answer. Can you talk to everyone a little bit about the infrastructure that you have there in South Africa? Yeah, I think what we have is, is that, you know, in terms of connectivity, we, we definitely have, have some of the best uh, technologies available. Um, we, you know, from, you know, from cellular to, to, uh, to fiber, uh, that all links into all the major sea cables uh, that run from here uh, to Europe, to the US, to the Far East. So we very much connected into the into into the entire world, our tech stack and omni-channel offerings uh, uses uh, some of the best technology in the world. So some of the top service providers that you will see uh, offer uh, their services to 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 large and small uh, operators in the U.S. We've been working with them for for you know for a number of years. 
Um, and uh, I think where we were slightly fortunate is that our legislation uh, enabled us to use multiple channels long before the U.S. were able to do so. So the omni-channel and the discipline around mm -hmm. omni-channel and being able to use text-based as well as voice-based solutions, uh, two-way chat, uh, you know, chatbots, all those things has been ingrained in what we've been doing for such a long time. On top of that, workforce management tools, gamification to keep our, our agents uh, enthused and, and engrossed, those are all things that is, is sort of second nature to what we can offer. Well, the gamification is definitely something I want to have a chat with you about at RMAI um, in the near future here, because I love the idea of gamifying some of these systems and, and putting new ways in place to engage those internal staff. Um, but you bring up a really interesting point when it comes to the digital communication side of the equation. We've only really been at that for the last two years here in the United States and in a concerted effort, right? Some organizations kind of led the wave and, and others came in after Reg F, but it sounds like you guys have been working through some of that technology now for many, many years and trying to understand the behavioral patterns that come from a variety of different styles and types of messages. That's a really interesting factor. Anything else you can share with us regarding your kind of uh, your, your movement towards those digital communications um, well in advance, everybody else? I think I always tell the story that uh, about five or six years ago, uh, the CEO of Newton attended a conference in, uh, in Europe and he sat to, next to another, conference, uh, another CEO and the guy said, how many agents do you have? And at that stage, we had 3,000 people servicing the South African market. Um, that same team doing about four or five times uh, the volume is now half of that team. And we achieved that through technology. Uh, we used multiple channels, uh, deep analytics, which are the accounts that you would go for and which are the accounts that you don't go for. I think what's important as well is an interesting thing in South Africa is connectivity. People have multiple cell phone numbers. So we had to figure out, but all of them are live. So people can have as many as eight numbers. So we figured out that you need to find this guy at five o'clock in the afternoon on that number, because that's the best opportunity that you will get hold of them. So we've got the, we've developed a deep understanding to, to make sure that we understand propensity to pay and we understand the best time to call and we understand right party contact. And we then say, which channel? Is that a text channel? Is that an email channel? Or is that voice? Or is it all of them combined? I mean, we don't have necessarily the strict framework that RegEv has imposed on, uh, on, on the American debt collections agents as we have in South Africa. We slightly have a looser framework, but still that deep understanding, combining analytics with your omni-channel to make sure you optimize connectivity. Well, it also brings me to uh, to another kind of question comment, which is regarding the analytics piece, right? It's been my experience that math is global. Right. And that's one of those few things that carries across all languages, all geographic barriers is the yeah. math. And it sounds like you guys have been developing a data science and, and math analytics team uh, to help drive some of these business processes. So not only kind of looking at the getting the people out there and, and having the human resources to leverage in that BPO framework, but you're also kind of looking at it from another angle as well. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, I must say that's probably the part of our business that we 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 the proudest of is really our ability to have brought maths into our business and, mm. and really optimize. So so we we run these analytics from uh, you know building campaigns, making sure that we understand who is best uh, to contact, when to contact understanding uh, all the scores and credit scores and information from the bureaus, what is the optimal uh, person and account that you must uh, contact in order to, to, to ensure that you optimize yield at the lowest cost. I mean, we, we built this business on the back of two large clients. I mean, they used to send us millions of accounts and the one was the national broadcaster where the, where the average uh, outstanding balance was was less than was was less than fifty dollars. So you needed to make very very sure that you contacted the right person and not press the wrong button and send out millions of letters because you would have destroyed the profitability on the mandate. But those sort of complexities and things that we've learned from those those low profit margin portfolios enabled us to build stacks of information and analytics and deep BI that can show us how we segment our portfolios, which, which accounts do we approach at what times, and, and in order to ensure optimal, optimal margin. Well, it sounds like you doing some low volume uh, type work, you were able to build the train tracks that ultimately can pull an unlimited number of cars down your technology tracks and allow you to work those accounts from both a technical and and defined and prioritize those accounts so that you're working and putting all of that manual effort into the right accounts, which sounds like a match made in heaven, right? As you start bringing these, this analytical world and this labor world together to provide a, a key service. Now, I know you're coming out to RMAI for the for the first time, and it's yeah. going to be your first time kind of attending that conference. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing you there. Um, anything that you want the attendees of the RMAI conference to know before you arrive? Uh, we would just love to meet everybody. I think, uh, you know, our our model is, is that we, we're looking for partners that are uh, equally ambitious as ourselves. Uh, we believe we do pro- provide a unique value proposition to debt buyers uh, that services their own portfolios. Uh, we also believe that we can offer um, a, a scalable uh, price point to, to debt collections agencies in the U.S. as they are looking to, to use uh, offshoring and multiple geographies uh, you know, as, as an option to their clients. Uh, we're very comfortable in the white labeling space uh, and uh, would like to talk to people about all these options. Uh, we've, we've got current partnerships in place and, and those guys will join us at, at the RMAI. So, you know, just sharing some of this and we believe, you know, adding the South African flavor to it, uh, that would be even better. And, and once they've met us, uh, it would be wonderful to come and see them in South Africa. I know people are slightly apprehensive about the flight times, but uh, if you've done work in the Philippines or you've done work in, in, in India, it's, it's a similar flight. And I think our animals are better than, than, than uh, other, other <laughs> countries. So, yeah. Hmm. 
My wife's trying to talk me into taking a visit down to come see Newton in South Africa. Yeah. I think she wants to go on safari more than she wants to go visit call centers, but I think she'll do both. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on today. I look forward to meeting you and spending some like actual FaceTime together at the conference. For those of you that are watching, if you want to learn more about Newton, come check out their five-minute pitch as well uh, and learn more about their operation and how they can be helping you uh, to improve your operations on the call center analytics um, and apparently quite a few other things that we haven't even begun to broach the subjects on. Um, but until next time, Stefan, I really appreciate appreciate you coming on and having a chat with me today. I really appreciate your insights. Adam, thank you for having me. Um, you know, thank you for giving us the opportunity. You know, Newton, a very proud um, organization, and we're hoping to meet more people that can, uh, you know, grow with us and, and we can we can be of, of significant value to them. Absolutely. For those of you that are watching, if you have additional questions or comments, you can leave those here on LinkedIn or YouTube and we'll be responding to those. If you have additional topics you'd like to see us discuss, you can leave those in the comments below as well. And hopefully I can get Stefan to come back at least one more time to help me continue to create great content for a great industry. But until next time, Stefan, thank you so much. I'll see you again here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Adam. Absolutely. And for those of you watching, thank you, every, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate your time today and we'll see you all again soon. Thanks so much.